Al-Bayan Radio presents The Life of Prophet Muhammad, Peace be upon him Presented by Nidal Ayyubi Bismillah, Alhamdulillah Salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala Assalamu alaikum my dear brothers Welcome back to our Sira classes The early days, the Muslims were very careful In trying to keep their worship pure, clear, and pristine, meaning free of any filth or shrink. That's what pollutes ibadah. They were kept far away from the pagan practices or rituals of Mecca. And they were also careful not to, how can we say, entice the emotions of the Quraysh. Now, there are some reports that the Muslims early on would perform their salah, their prayer, in secluded places, hidden places, you can say, like valleys, mountain passes outside Mecca, where, where they could pray together without being seen. And there's also a report regarding the first bloodshed in Islam. One day, it's mentioned that a, a mushrik came upon the Muslims while they were praying. And he rudely interrupted them and started making fun of them, mocking them. Now the Muslims, they felt that they could not suffer this humiliation or embarrassment without reacting. So they did not want to remain quiet and calm. So it's mentioned they came to blows with the mushriks of Mecca. And Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas, the great companion an, he struck one of them, one of the disbelievers, with the jawbone of a camel. And he injured him, causing him to bleed. This was the first bloodshed in conflict between Islam and Kufr. And also early on, there was a, a house where the Muslims would meet up and it was called Dar al-Arqam. And this is the house of al-Arqam. It's mentioned that this house was chosen as a secret meeting place after the above incident, as some have mentioned, involving Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas Now this was like a central meeting place for the Muslims. They would hear the verses of the Quran, or the newly revealed verses of the Quran, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where the Prophet would recite them to them, and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would remind them about Allah, he would train them under his supervision, and where they could talk to him about their problems. Now, we mentioned the early call where the Prophet called those near him, his close friends, and they called their close friends, people they could trust in the family, close family of the Prophet then there was the open preaching. Open preaching began and the Prophet ﷺ began with his, his own tribe, his own extended family as we say today. So once he had trained the early believers ﷺ, he taught them the Tawheed, the correct belief, which is the most important thing, the worship of Allah, the manners. The time came to openly preach the message of Islam, which represented, as the ulama said, a new stage of the da'wah that began with the revelation of this ayah, وَأَنذِرْ عَشِيرَتَكَ الْأَقْرَبِينَ And warn O Muhammad وسلم, your close relatives. Warn your close relatives. Call them to Islam. Admonish them. Some reports mentioned he gathered his tribe together and invited them to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he warned them about the painful punishment and torment if they disobeyed him. Commanded them to save themselves from the fire. He made it very clear to them, my dear brothers, the religious duties of every human being. And this is how we have to be in the da'wah when speaking to others. Be very clear. The reward for Tawheed, La ilaha illallah, is Jannah. If you don't accept, there's a hellfire awaiting. If you die upon shirk and disbelief. Very clear. You have responsibilities as a human. You were created to worship Allah. This is your first responsibility. Your main purpose. And if you don't fulfill this purpose, you are going against the, the, the essence of your creation. And as we always mention and will continue to mention, where Allah tells us, and I created jinn in mankind 
for the sole reason, sole purpose, which is to worship me alone, worship Allah alone, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are other reports regarding the early core, the beginning of the open core, in other words. Uh, there's one report that he went on top of a mountain and he said, Ya Sabaha, which means, which is like a war cry, a warning. If someone was about to attack the city, they would use this type of cry, like an emergency. Ibn Abbas, he narrated, when this ayah was revealed and warn your tribe by Muhammad, your near relatives, which we just recited, when this was revealed, the Prophet Sallallahu he climbed the mountain of Safa that you all know of and began to call out, Ya Bani Fihr, Ya Bani Adi, two sub-tribes of Quraysh. He called them by their tribal affiliations, their family names, their tribal name. It's mentioned they all gathered together before the Prophet Sallallahu So try to picture this. Those who have been to Hajj and Umrah, the Prophet Sallallahu is on the top of the mountain of Safa and he called them out and he called some certain tribes by their own name. They all gathered together before the Prophet ﷺ, in front of the Prophet ﷺ. And if a man was not able to go out, what would he do? He would send someone on his behalf to find out what was being said by the Prophet ﷺ. So the Quraysh came. And one of those who came from the Quraysh is one of the uncles of the Prophet ﷺ, Abu Lahab. They came and the Prophet ﷺ said to them, if I were to inform you, if I was going to tell you that horses, being an army, a raiding army, was in the valley, meaning the, the mountain behind me, attending to attack you, would you believe me? What did they say? They said, yes, we have experienced no lie from you. We have experienced from you nothing but truthfulness. The Prophet ﷺ said, then I am a warner. I am a warner to you before the time of a severe punishment. I am a warner to you before the time of a severe punishment. So he's calling them to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Save yourself from the fire before the severe punishment comes. Now who did we say was there? It was an open, staunch enemy of the Prophet from day one, Abu Lahab. Abu Lahab. He was one of the Prophet's uncles and he was one of the greatest enemies of Islam, of the Muslims, of the Prophet himself. What did he say? He said to the Prophet, Woe to you for the rest of the day, meaning destruction to you. May you perish, may you be destroyed. Is it only for this reason that you bring us together? There's nothing important? Before something important. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. The ayat about Abu Lahab that you all know. And it was clear in the ayat that Allah revealed that who was headed for destruction and who was going to be destroyed and who was going to perish. And you all know, Perish or may the hands of Abu Lahab be ruined. And ruined is he. His wealth and children, all that he earned in other words, will not benefit him at all. In another narration, the Prophet ﷺ, and we'll finish with this, invited one sub-tribe at a time, saying to them, saying to each tribe, Ankidhu anfusakum minan nar. Save yourselves from the fire. So he was making it crystal clear here. I mean, we have to be in da'wah, as we mentioned before. Crystal clear. You accept Islam, you accept La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. What are you doing? 
you're saving yourself from the fire. And therefore, if you live by it, you are earning Jannah by the war and permission of Allah. And he also said, calling out his own daughter, radiallahu anha, he said, Oh Fatima, save yourself from the fire. For I have no authority from Allah to help you in the least in the hereafter, except that you have ties of relation with me, which I will join by being good to you in this world. In the next world, I cannot do nothing for you. It's what you did in this world. If you lived upon Tawheed and you died upon it, then that will help you. So save yourself, O Fatima, and the family of Muhammad and the rest of the Muslims. So then, my dear brothers, Prophet started to call everyone else. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.